Hey, Penguins fans, happy Wednesday, the day before training camp. Yes, training camp officially gets underway on the 22nd, the official last day of summer. Actually, the fall equinox is about 9 o'clock on Thursday night, so almost basically uh, the last day of summer slash the first day of fall, and that will officially mark three weeks until the start of the 2022-2023 NHL regular season of an action-packed episode for you all today. Going to go into what I'm looking for. Heading into camp, some of the storylines I'm going to be paying attention to. Also, we're going to get into some bold predictions for this season. That'll be the second segment. And then we're going to get into um, the top 10 NHL coach power rankings that um, the Lockdown NHL hosts got to do. And yes, I did have a vote on it. And I can confirm that Mike Sullivan is fairly high on that list. So I'll get, we'll get into that in the final segment. And then that will be today's show. So that's all come right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes can also follow the show's Twitter, Eleanor's for Penguins, and of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So again, yes, less than 24 hours until camp. Actually, as I'm recording right now, 9.30 at night, um, 12 hours till the first practice. The first, first practice takes place at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Remember, um, this practice will be free and open to anyone that wants to go. All the practices are free and open to the public except the ones on game days. On the schedule for tomorrow, I believe Team 1 and Team 2 will have a practice on the two different rinks. Then they're going to scrimmage. I think Team 3 is going to practice. They'll have some conditioning and all that. I believe the day will end around, I guess, like 1, 1.30 or something like that. So there will be a scrimmage tomorrow between, team, between Teams 1 and Team 2. I do not have the teams in front of me. I thought they were going to release them today. Usually they do. I guess they'll do it tomorrow right before camp starts. Probably like, I don't know, 8, 8.30, something like that. Or, you know, maybe at 9, right, right when it gets underway. But um, for those who are going tomorrow, you know, if if you are, let me know in the comments. You know, let me you can send me a DM. You know, you know, and just you know, tell me what you saw. You know, who who looked good, and all that stuff. Who looked bad? You know, all all that good jazz. But um, with camp now about to get underway, you know, let's we'll just get into stuff that you know I'm looking forward to seeing. This year, you know, you definitely got to start with the new guys. You know, how is Ty Smith going to perform? Um, you know, just in a new system under Mike Sullivan. You know, this is the player that I've talked about a lot over the offseason. I'm really intrigued about him. Had a really, really good rookie year with the New Jersey Devils a couple of years ago, Ben. Had a really rough sophomore slump. I think part of that did have to do with him playing in with Lindy Ruff's system, and the Devils were just a really bad team. That kind of hindered him. Um, you know, I really want to see what he can do, you know, with Mike Sullivan, who runs, you know, a more fast-paced system, caters to offense, and, you know, for someone – who is really good with the puck on his stick and has good foot speed, I think that can really um, benefit Ty a lot. I think what they're going to do, you know, they're maybe going to sit him down, you know, in the video room. Todd Reardon's going to go over some stuff with him. And I think in a perfect world, they would like him to win that number three um, left-hander spot on the bottom pairing. I think, in my opinion, that's who they want as a number six. I mean, he's going to have to go out there and earn a POJ is going to be is we is going to be going after it. Mark Freeman will be going after it. So you know he's not just going to be 
given that spot. He's going to have to have some good practices. He's going to have to have some good scrimmages. He's going to have to play well in some of the preseason games. You know, all that good stuff. But really intrigued about him. Curious to see who they pair him with in drills and scrimmages and all that. I would have to guess it's Jan Ruta, especially after he was uh, paired with him during the scrimmage, even though it was very informal. But, you know, we'll know for sure, um, you know, once Mike Sullivan, um, you know, starts to put some pairings together um, and all that stuff. Also, you know, same with Jeff Petrie, you know, really um, excited about having him here. You know, he's uh, probably the second, the, the best right, uh, second, well, I'm trying to say this right. The best two right-handed, the best two RHD right-handed defensive that this team has had in quite some time. Um, maybe since a prime 2017 Justin Schultz, um, but, you know, Petrie's a better player than Justin Schultz. It's not really close. Um, you know, really excited to see how he fits Sullivan's system. You know, he was great with Montreal last year. year before that, he was getting some Norris Trophy consideration. Um, you know, when I think when Marty St. Louis took over, he had 21 points um, in 23 games. And not 23 games, 30 games, excuse me. And, you know, he just, he kind of, you know, found his stride again. So, you know, I know he's a bit older, but he, he brings a lot of offense. He's still quick with the puck on his stick, still good in his own zone. Really excited to see how he fits the system um, for sure. Of course, you know, the 12 forward spot, I think that's going to be a big talking point coming into camp. I mean, it probably should be the biggest talking point. I know I, you know, talked about Ty Smith and Jeff Petrie a little bit first. But, you know, that's really, you know, one of the main roster competitions that this team has right now. You know, who, who's going to stand out? Is it going to be Ryan Paling? Is it going to be Drew O'Connor? You know, I was listening to, uh, we're watching Penguins Lunch today with uh, Nick Berlansky, who does Tip of the Iceberg, and, you know, Doug Lackey, a good friend. Both are good friends of the show. And, you know, they were both, you know, under the, you know, they were both agreeing that they would like to see Drew O'Connor get that 12th forward spot over anyone else. And, you know, I'm kind of, you know, warming up to that as well. Um, I would like to see how he does in camp. I think he's going he's gonna to be given every opportunity to win that 12th forward spot, especially with how he played um, in camp and preseason last year. I mean, you know, he did make the team just because, you know, Sid and Gino were out to start the year. So that also helps. But, you know, this year, that's not the case. Gino's fully healthy. Sid's ready to go. You know, the team, I mean, basically everyone on the team, um, is ready to go heading into camp. So it's going to be even tougher for him to get it, but I do think he's going to have every opportunity to make the team just because of, you know, of the intrigue that he, you know, showed early last season when he was actually putting the puck in the back of the net and, you know, being responsible in his own zone and all that other stuff. So, you know, is it going to be him paling, you know, obviously even a former first round pick, you know, last season in Montreal, you know, in Montreal, not the best, but, you know, again, going to a new system. You know, I think that the the management staff is really um, interested in him. I think Mike Sullivan, you know, he's not going to put him in the top six or probably even on the third line. I think it would have to be on the fourth line. You know, Josh Archibald, you know, you know, how's that going to be? You know, is he going to have a good camp? You know, if he's bad, you can maybe just bury, bury him in the minors. It's only 900K, something like that. Jay Kajula, he had a decent year in Buffalo. Last year, he's on a two-way deal. Is he going to make a play? And then also, of course, redeem Zahorna. You know, he's on a one-way. People forget, but Zahorna is on a one-way deal this season. Remember, he signed a two-year contract just a couple seasons ago. Last year was two-way. This year's one-way. So I believe he will need waivers to go down to Wilkes-Barre. You know, is he going to make a big push um, for that 12th forward spot? You know, there's going to be a lot of competition for it. Um, and, you know, made the best player win. 
Um, that's for sure. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I'm intrigued about the goaltending. You know, I, I hope, you know, Tristan Jari does have a, a good camp, a good preseason, even, even though he's probably not going to be getting too many reps, um, at least game reps. You know, and maybe he'll play like a period or two, but he's not going to um, play too many full games. Um, if you ask me, um, so again, you know, mainly just the new guys, especially the defenseman that they acquired, you know, also, you know, I'll put Jan Ruta in there really curious to see, um, how he does as well. And, you know, mainly just, you know, that, that 12th forward spot, you know, who's going to come out um, and take it and, 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 you know, and, and, you know, take a run for their money there. So, um, those are the main things I'm looking for at camp. I guess if you want to throw one more in, this is going to sound so stupid, maybe to some of you all. I'll say it. I think Kasperi Kapan needs to have a good camp. I know you what well, you all are going to say, oh, well, he was so good in camp last year, great in the preseason, then stunk in the regular season. Yes, I know. I I, 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 I pumped his tires a good bit. I made myself look like a complete idiot. I totally get it. But I do think he needs to show that he can have another good camp, you know, to show himself that, you know, he, he, he has that confidence back and that he can be the player that he was you know, back in 2020, 2021, and even, you know, back to 2018, 19. Um, I'm, I'm really, you know, going to have my eyes focused on him to see, you know, is he going to struggle the way he did during the regular season in the playoffs last year in camp and preseason? Or is he going to go back to the way, you know, that we saw him play, you know, throughout his career at times where, you know, he's actually able to stay consistent and, you know, he's using his speed to his advantage and he's actually firing the puck on net and not, you know, just coming into the zone and button hooking back and all that stuff. So I guess I'll add that, you know, that's, I, I'm definitely going to be paying attention to that um, on camp. But what about you? What are you, what are you all intrigued about as camp is, get, is getting underway? Do any matchups interest you? You know, who would you have as that top forward defense? You know, are you excited about the new guys? Do you like my take on captain? You know, just whatever you have to add, you can add that in YouTube comments, or you can just send me a message um, on any social media platform. Heck, you can request to follow me on Instagram for all I, for all I matter. You know, I only, post pictures of just my girlfriend and I basically. So I don't really use it for anything else anyway. But before we get to our second segment, which is, um, oh, I almost just, I almost just blanked on the second segment, um, bold predictions for this season. Can't believe I almost just blanked on that. Um, let's get into Ben online. It's your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles analysis on every game out there. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest, easiest way to check in all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to BetOnline or use your phone to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Lovers for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So let's get into some fun bold predictions for this season. Been thinking about a few of them last few days. So after, after the sip of water, we're going to get into it. So my first one, um, I'm sure maybe someone else has this one. I'm not sure. But I'm going to say it. It's pretty old. But Jake Gensel scoring 50 goals this year. He's going to do it. Um, he was, he's was he been really close twice throughout his career. He hit 40 last year. He's the only, only other 
Um, Penguin in the Crosby Malkin era to have hit 40 um, multiple times. You know, there's been a few players that have hit it once. James Neal, um, I believe, did Chris Kunitz hit 40 once? Maybe, maybe uh, I, I, like my memory is just, um, you know, killing me. I don't even think Phil Kessel hit 40 um, when he was a Penguin. But, you know, Gensel's done it twice. Um, he is good enough to hit 50, and he's going to be playing a lot with Sidney Crosby if he stays healthy. I definitely think he can do it. He's one of the five best pure goal scorers in the NHL. His ability to, you know, get to a soft area of the ice where he's basically just undetected and have the smallest amount of time and still fire it in the net, um, it's second to none. You know, he is an elite talent in this league. He's not a product of Sidney Crosby. He's never been a product of Sidney Crosby. You know, just look what he was doing to the Rangers in the first round of the playoffs. They, their, their fan base was basically having, you know, nightmares um, about him to say the least. So um, I do think he hits 50 this year. Um, maybe, maybe he's one of three or four players that does it. Maybe, maybe it's less than that. Maybe it's more. But um, Jake Gensel is hitting 50 this year. Why not? Um, my second bowl prediction, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, well, you know, you know the saying. I'm going to say it, though. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like my like the Brian Winehorse meme here where he's just like doing this like with the fingers pointing up and he's just looking up to the sky. Jason Zucker scoring 20 to 25 goals this year. Yep, I'm saying it. I'm doing. I'm going out there. I am standing on the head of our nice Jewish boy on this team. Jason is going to score 20 to 25 this year. He is going to stay healthy this season. I'm going to put my. I'm going to put. My sword right on that. You know, maybe if I get Mark, hopefully I don't get Mark Andre flurried, you know, <laughs> when the sword's going into his back. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. Um, but I, 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 he has the talent. He's that good. He just has to stay healthy. I really do think if he stops getting injured, he can easily be a 20 to 25 goal scorer on this team. He'll play with the right line mates and Evgeny Malkin and Ricard Raquel, two players that can get him the puck numerous times throughout the game, and he can use that excellent shot to his advantage to score. He's also great in front of the net. Um, I don't think enough people talk about that. And also, you know, he you know he, he plays his tail off every single shift. Um, when he was healthy last year, you know, it was very noticeable um, for the Penguins. And I, again, I know he wasn't healthy that often, but, you know, when he was, you know, he was definitely, you know, playing well for the Penguins. And, you know, this is a contract year for him. Um, if he does score 20 to 25, I do think he can, you know, recoup some of the money that, you know, he would maybe get on that next deal. Cause if he's bad again and he gets hurt, you know, he's not going to get anywhere, you know, close to 5.5 million per um, on his next contract, but going to say it 20 to 25 goals this year, bank on it for Jason Zucker. So that's two bowl predictions. Bowl prediction. Number three might be a little too bold, might not, but this is why after all that, you know, this is a bowl prediction segment. Tristan Jari is going to be a Vesna finalist this season. I am really high on him going into this year. I think he has unfinished business for this team. He was playing at a Vesna level for a lot of last season. I know his numbers took a little bit of a dip, um, you know, once, you know, March came around, April and all that stuff. But, you know, it also had to do with him just, you know, playing so much beforehand just because Casey DeSmith was stinking up the joint. You know, he just, in the first half of the season – DeSmith was really freaking bad. So, you know, I think if, if DeSmith is able to 
be on his game. You know, he's back healthy now um, and not look like, you know, the first half version of, of, of how he played last year. And he looks more like the second half version You know that he's going to be able to spell Jari in some cases. And that's going to be able to, you know, put his workload down a little bit, which a obviously could not lead to injuries and B, you know, gets him more rest, which means, you know, he's going to be more refreshed down the stretch into the playoffs where he can hopefully be healthy for the Penguins. But, you know, he was at 930 for a lot of the last uh, season. Again, I know the numbers went down, but, you know, he was still top 10 also in goal saved above expected for the entire season last year. You know, he even got, I think, um, a couple of Vesna trophy votes and not like number one or two or anything, but I think he got a couple fourth, fifth place votes from what I remember. So, you know, some of the right, well, not, um, not the writers because it's general manager, some of the general managers, you know, they definitely noticed how good he was. And I do think with how good he was last year, and, you know, this is a contract year for him, um, I think you're going to see him put it all together. And I think he's going to be a Vezina Trophy finalist at the end um, of this season. So that's three bold predictions right there for you all. Um, bold prediction number four. Um, let's see here. I had a couple that I wanted to make sure I have. Okay. Um, I I would say this is a little bit bold. Sidney Crosby is going to score a hundred points this year. He hasn't done it, um, in, a, in the last little bit, but you know, he's going to be fully healthy going into this season. Scoring is up around the league. I know he's in his mid thirties now, but, um, I am more confident than ever in Sid. And I think he's going to have one heck of a year. And my final one, it involves Gino. Um, I will say this. He's going to have 35 plus goals this year. 20 goal, basically 20 goals and, and half a season last year was playing. Still on a bum knee, was a point per game player. His skating looks like it's, you know, better than it ever was. And his knee looks, you know, to be in really good shape. He stays healthy this year, which, you know, hopefully he does. Um, he score he scores 35 plus goals for this team this year. Um, he will be a top two to three goal scorer. Um, on the team, I, I would maybe even say he would finish second on the team of goals um behind Jake Gensel. So those are my five bold predictions. I found my my five main bold predictions for the Penguins this season. Let me know what you all think in the comments. You can also send me a DM. Do you think any of those have a chance of coming true? Which ones do you not think of any chance of coming true? Do you think I was crazy for some of them? Let me know. But those, at least th- those are mine. Um, for this regular season. So still a little more to get to for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Coming up in the final segment, we're going to get into the top 10 um, NHL coach power rankings that the Locked on NHL team uh, came out with. And you know I'm going to get into where Mike Sullivan is and if I agree um, with the spot that he landed in. So that's all coming up right after this commercial break. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter, Eleanor Square Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So let's get into it here. So um, on Locked on Sports, so they tweeted out um, this week's power ranking. So we we power rank different stuff, um, us the hosts, throughout each week. And this week, you know, it's the top 10 coaches heading into the season. And um Everyone had mostly everyone had John Cooper was at number one. That's fine. Daryl Sutter's at number two. Okay. Jared Bednar's three. Robin Demore's four. And then Mike Sullivan is at number five. Me personally, I would have Mike Sullivan. I I put him when I voted at number two. I think it's him and Cooper at the top. 
Bednar, I, I obviously can see it because he just led the Avalanche to the Stanley Cup. Uh, to the Stanley Cup. He's also been a really good coach ever since he came into the league. Daryl Sutter, he also knows what he's doing. I can see that a little bit too. Brindamore, also a really good coach, but I think Sullivan is a bit better than him. Um, Cooper, though, I, I mean, I think he would have a little bit of an edge over Mike right now. But, you know, I think for Sullivan, you know, obviously he did get the respect that he deserves in this full finishing in the top five. I mean, he, you know, if you don't think he's a top five coach in this league, um, I think you're kind of nuts, uh, to, to be honest with you all. Um, but again, you know, I, I have him as a top three, at least a top three coach in this league. Um, I have him, I, I had him at number two. And then the rest of the list, Gerard Gallant was at six. I didn't even have him in my top 10. Craig Ruby at seven. Bruce Cassidy at eight. Bruce Boudreau at nine. Peter Laviolette at 10. Um, I don't think Peter Laviolette's a top 10 coach. Um, that's just, that's me speaking though. You know, I, I definitely think he's a little overrated. See, at least I would, I would have had Bruce Cassidy at number six. At least I would have him right behind Selvin Barubi. Um, he's not bad, you know. Maybe have him a little bit lower. I, I would probably honestly move Woodrow up to maybe like that number eight spot, um, and I would take Lavulette out and put someone else um, in. And then there were the odds actually to win the Jack Adams Trophy this upcoming season from Battle Line. The odds-on favorite is actually Jared Bednar at plus seven hundred. Um, next up is Rod Brindamore at plus nine hundred. Funny enough, Gerard Gallant has the, the, the next best odds, which I don't understand. Um, John Cooper also, ha- uh, John Cooper and Bruce Boudreau are next after that. And then Mike Sullivan has the next best odds after that at plus 2000. Um, those odds are probably fine for Sullivan because the funny thing is for, for some reason, he just does not get a lot of Jack out of consideration. You know, it's all because, oh, he has Crosby and Malk and they're expected to make the playoffs, but yet no one understands just how much, uh, you know, of a great job he does, especially when the team is so banged up. Every freaking season, the last two years, they've, they've been top five in man games lost. Like they won the East Division in 2021, 2022, when I believe they actually led the league in man games lost. So, and he still wasn't even nominated for the Jack Adams, by the way. Last season, they dealt with numerous COVID outbreaks, numerous injuries. They didn't even start the season with Crosby and Malkin. And, they, you know, the Penguins were still kicking butt and taking names and beating teams left and right. And it's just like, wow, you know, I'm sure this is all going to be forgotten when the big guns come back. And sure enough, it was, you know, that's just the, the voting for this award needs to change. You know, if it, it should, you know, it, it, the name of it should be, Oh, which coach got the best goaltending for this year? In case you all can't tell, I get very heated about the Jack Adams trophy award. It actually should go to the true best coach and not someone who gets nine thirty five, nine forty goaltending. So, that's how I feel about it. Hopefully Sullivan does get more consideration this year, but you know, I'm kind of not holding my breath too much um, on that. With that said, that will wrap up today's episode. So about, you know, 23, 24 minute episode for you all today. Um, You know, I hope you all enjoyed listening to it, watching it. You know, we made it. Penguins hockey is just about, it's basically back. Training camp is in full um, steam. Well, it's about to be in full steam. Remember, 9 a.m. Eastern is the first practice tomorrow. I'm sure, you know, a lot of you are going to be all over social media seeing what they're doing. I especially will be. I'll be retweeting some stuff um, and all that jazz. So, you know, we've made it. Camp's here. Really excited to, you know, just, you know, get back to really talking Penguins hockey with you all. And before you know it, the regular season is going to get underway. And 
you know, and, and then the fun really begins. So again, thank you all so much for listening. I really, I really appreciate it. I'll be back with another episode for you all on Thursday.